Happy Hump Day, everybody, and welcome back to the BetUS NBA show. Monday through Friday, we are your location for all the information, angles, and best bets you need for the slate. We're finally in the playoffs. I know that you guys were here yesterday, or Chris was here yesterday, so he's already done a little playoff betting. I think you were 2-0 and on the show yesterday, Chris. I mean, how do you adjust for the for the postseason? It's, it's wildly different than the regular season. So, you know, what kind of adjustments do you make to your process, and what do you think you learned last night? Well, I'll start with this. Ever since I started wearing this hat, I haven't lost, so I think I might keep on wearing this hat on the, on the show as long, as long as that happens. Uh, but last night, you know, it was one of those nights where – which is doesn't happen that much in the association, but everything kind of went the way that I thought it was going to go. You know, the Hawks, uh, they put on the tempo right away, right? Uh, they just kind of overwhelmed the heat with their offense. And I mean, at first, neither team could make a shot, but you saw the better offense was clearly Atlanta. Uh, Clint Capella was probably their MVP. I mean, cleaning up under the rim. So many offensive rebounds from the Hawks, too. I think some of that is the Quinn Snyder effect as well. He's just, he's he's a... A good coach who's been in these situations before, and we were talking about it before the show, Alice. That he just look look a little old, and they look a little incapable on offense. Um, Timberwolves as well. I I thought that game wasn't lined properly. I thought the market was overreacting a little bit because of Rudy and McDaniel's. But that that's a pretty deep team. They're a well coached team, and even without Anthony Edwards doing much that whole game, I think it was three for seventeen. They could have won that game at the end. He was one. I think uh, one for eleven heading towards the end of that game. Uh, so, you know, he scored a few more buckets in overtime. So I think these games are going to be closer than we think. I'll, I'll talk more about that in the upcoming picks. But a lot of defense, too, right out of I mean, we saw that. Uh, so I think you have to prepare for more of that, too. Slower games, fiercer defense. Teams that don't even look like they can play defense, all of a sudden they play pretty good defense because that's what the playoffs do. So hopefully we get more wins today. Yeah, two games that went under comfortably. The Atlanta-Miami game, huge first quarter, cruises under anyway. Ski, what would you think about last night? I'm sure you're feeling good about the Lakers. We'll talk about that maybe a little bit later, but what did you learn last night? Um, Trey Young, just a little reminder how good he is. Uh, I know there's a lot of talk about the Hawks maybe moving on from him, but I'm a believer. He's shown me, you know, on a big stage uh, enough times that he can be trusted and the Heat have shown that they still cannot be trusted, um, even if they have Jimmy Butler on their team. So I guess that's what we learned. We'll probably talk about that on Friday. And the other game, it's kind of what we've already been seeing from the Lakers. Um, I feel like they start off a little bit slow and then um, have to climb their way back. It's a little bit of, you know, you see a team that's a little bit less experienced versus a team who's more experienced. The less experienced team crumbles towards the end of the game. Um, I think we'll continue to see that. Um, in the near future in the playoffs. So I think that's what I learned. I've been doing pretty good in the NBA lately or uh, last 68 plays, at least 63% or better. I didn't have a good day yesterday, so I'm happy I wasn't on this show because I've been making a run and trying to bring my record back here. And I'm happy, you know, to not drag the show down uh, because we've been doing pretty good now. We're above 500 and I want to keep trending upwards. So let's get to it. Nice cruise to the end of the finish, end of the season here. So let's take a look at that record, get into the games that we've got today. You know, as always, if you're looking for a place to bet all this stuff, go to betustv.com slash join. Lots of great offers there. Again, comfortably, almost 20 games, now 19 games over 500. And if you get even following the show, it was a tough start to the season. Everybody's starting to look better and better and better. Let's get into tonight, get, tonight's games again. We've got the second round of the play-in here, all the 9-10 games. 
Um, first up here on the schedule, we've got the Chicago Bulls visiting the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors six-point favorites at home. The total sitting at 212. You know, this one opened around four, four and a half at first. Maybe five was a little more solid number and has moved out towards Toronto. So the market's seeing a little bit of support here. Uh, again, looks like everybody's healthy here. The total open at 216 has been bet down to 212 and a half. What's your angle here, Chris? Yeah, I'm going to go with another underdog tonight in the Chicago Bulls. And again, you know, we'll start with the handicap, the line itself. I, I don't understand why this is going up. I, I know that the Raptors are, are better at home. Um, I think they've won something like over 70% of their games straight up at home. But they're still right around 51% against the spread at home. They don't exactly cover. And this is a Bulls team who, you know, look, I mean, back in February, February 28th was the last time that they faced the Raptors. They were four and a half point dogs in that game. It was at Toronto. And now we're talking about a play-in game, right? We're talking about a game where if they lose, they're done. And Chicago has looked better, especially since Patrick Beverly has uh, joined the team. They mixed in Alex, Alex Caruso more now that he's healthy. Obviously, we've seen how good that their defense can be. Um, and I trust Chicago's offense more than I do Toronto's. I know Toronto has looked good down the stretch. You know, they're uh, like a top 10 rated team in a lot of categories. But if you look back at their schedule, lost twice to the Celtics, lost to Philly, lost to the Bucks. You know, they they won a lot of easier games against against easier opponents, games that they should have won. And, you know, kudos to them for making the play in tournament. But this still isn't an, an offense that I trust. It's a little clunky. Uh, they do rely a lot on their turnovers and, you know, expert defense to make things happen, especially at home behind their home crowd. But the Bulls can do the same thing. And I, I like the attitude that the Bulls are playing with right now. We saw that big win that they got against the Lakers a few weeks ago. You know, that that's the mentality that a Patrick Beverly especially brings to this team because he's an encore leader. He has a lot of energy. And I think that's a great thing for Chicago. You know, Chicago hasn't had that vocal voice on the court. It's just a, a lot of quiet dudes. Uh, but Beverly brings that, right? So I, I think this is going to be a very contentious game. It's going to be a low-scoring game. Every game between the Raptors and Bulls has gone under 217 points. Two of those games have gone under 208. And in a low-scoring game, that always favors the underdog. And with as much defense that we're going to see here, uh, that also favors the underdog, I think. So I expect a close one to the very end. And now we're getting six points. I will gladly take the Chicago Bulls. Uh, yeah, it seems like it has to be dog or pass here. I like what you said. It is just one game, but it's always good to go back to those matchups and get kind of a gauge. And again, you know, a little more than a month ago, this was four and a half points, maybe not the best rest spot for Toronto, but everybody healthy and playing. I just, the move doesn't make a ton of sense to me. And um, I was able to go under the opener, nothing official here for me. I think the total of two twelve and a half, still maybe a point or two high, but not enough of an edge there. Ski, what do you think of this game? Well, I agree. If you got in early, uh, you did a good job playing the under. So good job to you, noobs. And um, just based on how they've been playing, I can understand how you get that. And in the play-in tournament, I think the last eight playing games have all went under. So that's just kind of the, the direction the playoff basketball trends. But I don't know. I don't like getting the, you know, I call it the back end of the line, um, all the way down to 212, 212 and a half. At some point, you know, the value is gone there. As far as what Chris said, I agree with his assessment. Um, I don't think the Raptors have any business laying this kind of points. That's what my thought process is when I saw this game. I really wanted to jump on the Bulls earlier in the week. I looked up how the Raptors have done as a home favorite um, after All-Star break. They have been done well. They have done well. They're 8-1 straight up. They're 7-1-1 against the spread. 
but I just look at who they've been playing. It's more teams who have been giving up for a while, like Pacers, Pistons, 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 Wizards. The Heat haven't been good. The Bucks in that last game already had everything clinched. Um, Chris mentioned the one Bulls game that they played. They did win that game by six points exactly. And when they played a little bit better team like the Pelicans, it was a, a five-point game. So I just think in a game like this, it's too many points to be given the Bulls team that's been playing good uh, post-All-Star break. We always talk about, you know, how Patrick Beverly's addition has affected this team. They look like dead man walking pre-All-Star. And then now post-All-Star, it's a lot better team, a lot more effort. So I would have to go with the Bulls because of what Chris said. I think they're the better offensive team. They've been playing damn good defense. And I think they can do all right on the boards, too. So Bulls plus the six wouldn't be surprised at all if they win this game. All right. Could, it's one of those games where I feel like it's you know coming to the end of an era for the Raptors. All the guys who won the championships, you're kind of unsure about their future here. You hear about Nick Nurse, you know, probably not going to be there in the future as well. I don't know, you know how much this Raptors team wants to play this game, how much they feel they have to play for. I'll go with the Bulls in this one. Yeah, I love all the stuff you guys said. Should be a great matchup. Again, all the things Toronto tries to do, the Bulls kind of have good answers for. You don't think of the Bulls as a great defensive rebounding team, but they are, um, especially with some of those lineup changes they made. And so, uh, Chris, just the only one with the courageousness to do it as an official pick on the show. Ski's got a Bulls ticket in his pocket. I'll have one a little bit later. So, Bulls plus six here, official play for Chris on the show. Let's jump into the next game in the Western Conference 9-10. The right to play the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Oklahoma City Thunder, five-and-a-half-point underdogs in New Orleans. The Pelicans, minus 220 favorites on the money line. The total sits at 227, and I like the Thunder. I, I continue to be really optimistic on them. I think for whatever reason, the market is just a touch behind them from a value perspective. I had this closer to three-and-a-half, four. Five-and-a-half looks like a great number to me for a team that has all the perimeter defense you're looking for. I think Shea Gilgis-Alexander should do well in this matchup. Not too many guys on that um, other side of the ball for the Pelicans. that will really be able to slow them down. Um, things just look really good to me for this uh, Oklahoma City team. Sprinkle a little bit of the money line and um, bet them actually to make the playoffs to see if uh, we can get them to win two games in a row. I'm not sure. But again, just to continue to see value in their pricing. So I'm going to keep playing Oklahoma City for as long as I can. I'll take the Thunder plus five and a half. Now, Ski, based on what I understand from this matchup, there's not really a center on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Usually big guys do pretty well, but you're going to take what I believe to be a courageous look and uh, go under here on a player. Yeah, I know you you can't wait for this pick right here, Noob, so uh, I'll get straight to it. All year long, I talk about when you play OKC, like you said, you look at the opposing team center and you usually want to play on them. I made the mistake of doing that with Valanciunas versus the Thunder team this season. He gets played off the court. He's too slow, and the Thunder plays small ball, so he's not going to be out there. He only averages slightly over 22 minutes in the four games he played versus them. His points, rebounds, and assist number tonight is at 27 and a half. In those four games versus the Thunder, this is what he averaged. 11.3 points, 7.3 rebounds, one assist. Not even 20 points, rebounds, and assists. So it's just another situation where I feel like he'll get played off the court. I don't like that Larry Nash Jr. was on the injury report, but I think with just a sore ankle, he'll play tonight. So I'll go Valanchunas under the 27.5 PRA. And I'm going to mention, just because I like to give the people options and share my opinion, I disagree with you, Noobs. I don't think OKC is the right side. I do think, you know, everybody loves OKC because of how much money they made them all year as a road dog. This has been their role, but Pelicans have been playing really good basketball. I mean, they've won nine of their last 12 games, and um, I just think they're the much better team here. So 
the way I chose to play, I'm not directly fading you. Hopefully, we both can win. I, I'm against you on one of your bets. I played the Pelicans to make the playoffs at plus 250-ish. Um, I think they win this game tonight, and I think they're going to beat the Timberwolves. Uh, just to, I also bet the Timberwolves to miss the playoffs. So that's just how I think the play-in tournament is going to play out. Official pick for this show is Valanchunas under his PRA. Well, I'm going to skip all that part where you don't think the Thunder are going to win this game. I'd be fine if they, <laughs> as long as they lose by, you know, only four or five points, I'd be okay. But I love it. You just kind of explaining that Valanciunas rationale. If he can't be incredible on offense, he does. He gets played off the floor. He's too slow moving up and down with the way the Thunder really would attack here. So I do. I think that's a pretty sneaky look. You know, you can't just be big. You've got to be big enough in, in such a way that um, it either outweighs what you can't do in the fast break or, um, you know, you can kind of move with that. So I like that quite a bit here. Um, Chris, what do you think of this match? Yeah, this is this is a really tough one for me. I mean, I do think that the Pelicans are the are the better team. I mean, they certainly have more veterans on their team who you know have have been in situations like this before. You know, CJ McCollum stands out obviously as someone who's you know been through it all throughout his NBA career and can really lead that team. Um, and you know, their defense has been really good, right? I mean, to end the season, they've been one of the best teams in the NBA. That being said, OKC spooks me a little bit, you know, because they do fly at that fast pace. Um, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, he, he's been to the playoffs before when he was very young, at, at, at the ripe age of 24 years old, I, I believe he is. You know, he, he's got more experience. I think he's going to be ready to explode in this game. His point prop is way up. I mean, it's around 32 and a half, which I, I guess is where it normally is. But but I, I wouldn't hesitate to take an over on that, actually. I was kind of looking at that for SGA because they're going to need him so often in this game. Uh, and they're going to turn to him so often in this game as well. Uh, but, you know, these two teams kind of match up well against each other offensively. OKC, a sneaky good team against perimeter shooting, but that's not where the Pelicans really rely on their offensive attack. You know, we, we actually saw how bad they can be from beyond the arc in some recent games. They could really be their, you know, um, weakness or their uh, letdown component against some of these teams. So I don't think they're going to look for it too often there. And OKC's mid-range defense, not very good. At the same time, OKC, they attack, right? And they go fast-paced, and they're, they're a tempo that's way different than the Pelicans. Just like we saw uh, in the Hawks and Heat game last night, that could be a similar thing that we see tonight, where OKC just takes it to the Pelicans right away, and the Pels are, are, are trying to calm the storm. Uh, so there, there's a lot of just competing narratives in my head about this game. I think it's going to be really close until the end as well. Still, though, I would lean on the Pelicans. I, I like Willie Green as a coach. I think they're a more complete team. They're certainly a deeper team. And when they need to play defense, I think they're going to show a different brand of defense than what OKC can because of the lack, experience, lack of experience that OKC has in these situations. So lean to the Pelicans, slight lean actually to the over. I think this, you know, I mean, that's not, that's not a bet that I'm going to take in these playing games. We've seen a lot of these unders hit. Um, but I think there's a sneaky good matchup for both offenses, and we'll we'll see what happens. Don't hate the Valanciunas look either. I think I think uh, Ski kind of silenced you there a little bit, Alex. That's not a bad look. Not a bad look. <laughs> I mean, it also was kind of if you, I think Chris was giggling at this. I, I made quite a face while Ski was talking, and it had nothing to do with what he was saying. Um, one of our wonderful fans, who uh, we love you guys so much, but Skektonator oh, or teaser. whatever your name is, <laughs> you you want to tease two basketball games? It's a bad idea. Do not ever tease basketball games. 
Definitely never college, almost certainly never the NBA. The, the way that they do those, basically you're buying four points on each side and they charge you entirely too much for those four points. So you want to parlay the underdogs, great. You know, try to find some other creative way to do it, but just don't ever tease basketball. So um, sorry for making a face key. That wasn't about you. It was just somebody trying to tease basketball again, which if I see somebody trying to do that at a kiosk, I might tackle you. So just, <laughs> just, just stop. Don't be doing anything like that. So let's get into some Q&A here. A couple people dropped a few questions there we'll start with ryan jones um you know he's leaning towards thunder plus five and a half you know ryan if you go back i like the thunder ski thing ski lanes the other way you can make the decision for yourself um you also like we got siakam points assist and rebounds tonight uh, as always folks we like it when you give us what that number is i don't have that in front of me any chance ski you know off the top of your head with the siakam pra is Let's see if i can I find do, it before you guess i do not but in a game where the market is crashing down towards the under um, we're not expecting that many points and assists. Uh, maybe you just look more towards his rebounds if he must play on Siakam, but don't have the strongest opinion. I just think in a game where we're expecting less points, we don't want to be playing PRA over. Yeah, PRA, I'm looking at 36 and a half. That's an awfully big number. And again, like you said, when the total drops, you will see more rebounds, but less assists, less points, and that makes a bigger difference. Chris, do you have any thoughts on Pascal's um, props tonight? Yeah, I'm trying to look it up as we talk. Um... Let me just see if I can keep talking and find it. Really quick, really uh, quick. Let me while you while you look for it, I think you should maybe take a look at DeRozan. I mean, this is his old team. He's averaging like 24 points per game. His point profit is only 21 and a half. And he's averaging, I think, around that 21 and a half versus the Raptors in his career. So that might be a solid look. Yeah. Yeah, it's hey, not a bad look. Yeah, see, I can I thought 36 and a half. So you know, mid-30s. And you figure he's he probably has to score close to 20 in this game to get there, you know, and that's assuming that maybe he gets a few assists as well, which I'm, I'm not really sure what his average is there, but I, I just have to echo what Ski said. I, I wouldn't be looking at any overs in this game. I would look at unders across the board for points. And, you know, especially on the bull side, when they face the Raptors, you know, uh, usually only one guy between Zach Levine, Vucevic, and DeRozan really shows up. The other two really get stymied, uh, you know, so maybe you just go with unders and uh, points for those three. But uh, again, this this is probably going to be a low-scoring affair, so I can't promote any overs. Luis Martinez asked a question that I like quite a bit here. What do we think of the Kings series here? The Sacramento Kings, at the home team, plus 230 underdogs, the Golden State Warriors. I bet the Kings to win the series. I'll probably have a Kings to win game one, maybe a team total over. And some Kings bets on earlier in that series. And I don't know if I'll hold that Kings bet in my pocket the entire series. I think my plan is to basically if they win those first two games, you know, see what kind of equity I have and, and maybe back out there. But as I look at the beginning of the series, especially, I think this is going to be difficult for Golden State, a team that's really struggled defensively on the road, has to go up and play against the best offense in a home arena for two games with a team that it's a first time of the playoffs in what like 20 year 15 years at this point that's a great stadium there's going to be a lot of momentum going for them they're going to be trying to reintegrate Andrew Wiggins here I think he possibly plays the first game maybe plays the second we'll see how that goes so I've been accruing some Kings positions probably with the intent of buying out once they get to Golden State but I think Sacramento is really live in this series what do you think Ski? I disagree um I just don't I don't trust the Kings because they don't play any defense. And this time of the year, it's not just run up and down the floor and see who can score the most. you got to uh, play the matchups and be able to stop somebody. So, yeah, they've been great all regular season. but And I get that the Warriors are going to have to win a road game here, and they haven't been good on the road all year. But they finished the year strong on the road. 
I heard Draymond talking his podcast saying that that was their goal. They did it. I think they won four of the last five road games. I think that they carry that into the postseason. Um, the reason why they had they weren't good all year defensively was because I mean they weren't good all year on the road was because of their defense. But getting guys like Gary Payton the second back, getting guys like Andrew Wiggins back, that's going to help that perimeter defense a hell of a lot. So the team with the better defense in my mind, the team with more experience. I mean, it's not even really a road game. It's just a 45-minute bus ride to Sacramento. I think Golden State is favored for a reason. I think the more the series goes on, it favors Golden State um, because you want Wiggins' time to get acclimated and stuff like that. So maybe if you like the Kings, you start to bet them earlier in the series. I think Golden State wins it, um, wins the series eventually. Yeah, it all comes down to the Wiggins timing. As soon as he's in and integrated, Golden State uh, hopefully can buoy themselves on defense. But until then, uh, this is not the team you want to play while you're trying to figure out what to do on that end of the floor. Chris, what do you think of the series? Yeah, that's kind of how I look at this series, is that I think that the Warriors are going to win it, but I think they're going to go through some adversity along the way, right? I mean, Wiggins just returning now. Gary Payton, the second, just got back onto the court. There, there's just some things that I think they still have to put together on the defensive end, and I think the Kings are going to catch them in at least one or two spots. Um, you can get around plus 500, plus 550 for a 4-3 finish, either for the Warriors or the Kings. You know, pick your poison there. But I, I think the Kings could really take them to their limits in this game. And then, you know, we have a situation in Sacramento, Game 7, where the Warriors do what they do, right, and they take care of business. And then they gain some steam heading into the rest of the playoffs. So that, that's kind of the way that I see this series going. At the same time, would, would I be surprised at all if the Kings, who just keep on proving everybody wrong, man, I mean, they were, I can't count how many times they were in bad spots after the All-Star break, back-to-backs, road, and they just kept on winning. And their offense just kept on humming. Um, now, do I think they're going to do that against the previous champion Golden State Warriors throughout this whole series? I don't, but I think it could start out that way, right? And it's, it's also conceivable that the Kings open up 2-0. I mean, the Warriors have not been good on the road. I expect them to adjust, but if the Kings open this up 2-0 and you have a 4-3 ticket or a 4-2 ticket on the Kings, you're you're in pretty good shape. So I, I would understand all those bets. Ultimately, I do think that the Warriors win, though. Um, so, you know, maybe all that is a, is a little null and void, but I do think there's some value on the Kings because of how they've been playing and because of what we haven't seen yet from the Warriors this season. Yeah, it'll be a fun series. Again, kind of that, that question of, is it what we think we're going to see or what we've kind of seen all season? I think it's going to be really fun and definitely will uh, be a series that evolves. So, I, again, I think Kings positions early, Warriors positions as things progress makes a lot of sense. Last question here, Nicholas. Uh, Lee asks, you know, what do we think of Oklahoma City here? Will they play loose from the start, you know, given that they're the underdog? Um, he's thinking about maybe a first quarter play there. Chris, what do you think of the Thunder first quarter? It looks like they're plus one and a half. Yeah, I th- you know, I thought Jay had a really good play on yesterday's show to take the Lakers early, you know, just you know, hot out the gate. And and that and that didn't hit. You know, we were a little surprised by that. And I think this could be a surprising start to this game, too. I mean, again, the experience edge that OKC doesn't have in this spot is is pretty huge. And they are um, and they are on the road. Right. Yeah. So um, I-, I think it's a good look. I mean, you're getting value, right? They're the they're the dog. You know, you're getting points. It's the first quarter. Both teams need to settle in. Um, but it's not a look that I love. I'll, I'll, I'll just put it that way. Yeah, it's, I'm not quite sure that game's going to start. New Orleans has been a great first quarter team. What do you think there, Ski? Um, my opinion is if you like OKC, I think you 
probably should take them early, get in and get out. I think you would want to be with the more experienced team, uh, the team at home, uh, the longer the game goes on. So more experienced team in my mind is, you know, CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, a couple of these other guys there. So to answer Nicholas' question, if you're one of those people, like it seems like you are, I would agree, get in and get out. Well, that makes a lot of sense. So, yeah, I like Oklahoma City tonight. Uh, one and a half, maybe just a touch too much. I had it closer to one there, so maybe a little bit of value. Thanks, everybody, for the questions. We really appreciate it. While you're there, give us a thumbs up. Uh, go down there in the comment. Tell us what you think of Chris's hat and his um, now sneaky playoff beard that he's working on right now. So I think that's what we'll continue to see, facial hair and that hat. What is the logo on there? I've been trying to read it, but I can't. Um, it is uh, Melon, Melon, which, I, which I'm told is like, that's what like cool guys wear at the pool, so that's why I bought the hat. You know, we we, we, you know, we got we got to be we got to try to be cool at least when we're in Vegas, especially, right, guys? Pool cool. like etiquette. <laughs> very good, very good. All right, let's get into our best bets here again. Check out BetUSTV.com/slash/join for some great offers to sign up for BetUS, where you can find all of these. Chris likes the Bulls plus six. Ski and I lean that way. We'll probably add them. Thunder plus five and a half for me. And Jonas Valanciunas under 27 points, rebounds, assist. Love Ski's breakdown. Make sure you go back and listen to that if you didn't catch it live. Thanks again, everybody, for watching. Make sure you follow the show on Twitter. You can find Chris at Farley Bets, Ski at Ski Profit, and myself at underscore noops. Um, no basketball tomorrow. So we'll be back on Friday with some stuff. Everybody gets a break. See you then.